0: The Secret World Chronicle, a podcast novel series authored by Mercedes Lackey, Dennis Lee, Cody Martin, with Larry Dixon and Veronica Jagger. Read and produced by Veronica Jagger. Boulevard of Broken Dreams, Part 2. Written by Mercedes Lackey and Cody Martin. Red Savior stared at both of them, face impassive. Bella sat numbly in the hard office chair, still trying to process what had just happened. Vicky, however, was pacing, gesturing, talking passionately. Vertigree has been on the FBI want list for decades, which is why I've always kept track of him, but he uses so many shadow companies it's next to impossible to get even hints of what he's doing, Vicky was saying. So, I started experimenting, and when I put Overwatch together, I used an old, outdated machine for what I call my Magic 8-Ball program. It doesn't tell me a lot, and it doesn't predict anything. What it does do is sometimes gives me really simple answers to the question of who did this, who is responsible for stuff that's going on in the rest of the system. It doesn't give me the proof because it's more than half magic, but it tells me an answer. Now, the who is responsible is linked to a set number of known troublemakers that I put in the 8-Ball. For instance, I I didn't bother with the Thulians in general, that wouldn't be useful. I've got Doppelganger, Ubermensch, Valkyria in there, and if we get any other biggies, they'll go in too. Verds in there. So are some other high-profile types, and I didn't limit them to who's not in jail because jail might not stop them from operating. It's not consistent, and I don't get a lot of hits because it's still an experiment, but the answers are reliable. And the second Tesla died, it popped up with verdigris. She ran both hands through hair that was damp and clumping with nervous sweat. Commissar, I swear to you on my life, I know he did this. I don't know if I'll ever find the way to prove it, not with the kind of forensic evidence that would pass muster in a court case, but I know he did it. As for how he got Echo, Tesla said something a while back about independent investors. I haven't gotten a chance to snoop in the Echo financial records, but I should still have a couple backdoors in there and I bet I'll find two to three of Vert's shadow companies that bought up enough stock to take over. "'I'll also bet I'll find something in the company organization that screws up the succession "'so the majority stockholder gets the CEO chair and not Yankee Pride.' "'Finally she ran down and slumped into a chair. "'And rather than answering, Savior got up from hers. "'She went to one of the old-fashioned filing cabinets that lined the wall, "'unlocked and opened a drawer, and brought out a slim folder.' Taking her seat again, she opened it. Someone rapped on the door. They all looked up. Untermensch poked his head in. Murdoch is returned. Vehicle is safe. No problems. Savior nodded, and Unter closed the door. Both Bella and Vicky sighed with relief. Bella would have hugged Unter if he'd stuck around. Guilt. She dragged Johnny into this. On last trip from Moscow, I am having Moji bring me old case records from CCP office, she said, and her lip curled into a little sneer. My father and Buryats are not seeing value of my old paper records, and let them go. All forgetting lesson of Stasi and NKVT. "'Paper records cannot be, how you say, jiggled with. "'And, da, Dominic Verdecreate, this name I know.' "'Her face darkened. "'And we too have had much suspicion and no proofs. "'Not even so much proof that I could be giving him boot to face to encourage talk, "'should he ever enter Russian border.' "'She looked down at the file,' And Bella could feel the tension in her. I believe you, daughter of Rasputin. I believe you. She shut the file. First, you must be finding if he has even slightest of suspicion of you and Cestra Blue. Even hint if he knows of Overwatch. You can being do that. Vicky nodded slowly, and Bella heaved a sigh of relief. It'll be slower without the computer suite in my apartment, but, yes, I can do that with what I have with me. We consider worst case first. If that, I offer you sanctuary here. Savior spread her hands wide. We don't yet know why their decree wishes echo under thumb. It may be. He has turned over new plant. Leaf, Vicky corrected automatically. Neither of us believes that, given how he did it. Truth. So, if he knows of you and Overwatch, we find out why he wants Echo, what he would do with you and Overwatch. You both will be welcome with us. If he does not know of you and Overwatch... She paused. You will still be welcome with us. Even Cat. Bella felt a tremendous weight of fear leave her. Nat. Bah, you are both useful. Savior said, waving it off. To Do be doing things first. Collect intelligence. Camayon may be of help. Meanwhile... She smiled smiling. In light of current tragedy, CCCP is understandably on lockdown. And you, who were just visiting, are also understandably not available. CCCP regrets and you are in good health, but no one comes in, no one goes out, until crisis is resolved. The smile turned wolfish. Bella returned it. In three days, they had learned a few things. Jack, whoever he was, was gone. So was Harmony. They hadn't resurfaced, nor had they been dug out, and that argued for a very well-laid plan. Acrobat and Scope were gone. Knowing them, Bella and Vicky were sure they were trying to track Harmony. The betrayal would have cut them to the heart. Bulwark would live, probably but he was in the intensive care unit and still wasn't conscious. He had every resource that Echo could muster. One more healer wouldn't make a difference. She couldn't dismiss him from her mind, but there was no point in obsessing over him when there were other things that she needed to concentrate on. Verdigris did not know of Vicky's back doors into the Echo system, nor did he know about Overwatch. Now, this particular piece of intel came not from Vicky's hacking or... Not entirely, but from Vicky's magic. Bella didn't know a lot about hacking and even less about how Vic's magic worked, but Savior seemed satisfied and Bella was inclined to follow her lead. Last, Bella and Vicky were very, very far down on Verdigree's list of interests. Echo hadn't even inquired about them until today and had appeared satisfied with Savior's answer that they had been making a casual visit and got caught in the lockdown. There hadn't even been a demand that Bella join the medical team on Bull's case, nor that Vicky tracked down Harmony, Scope, or Acrobat. The question was, would they stay invisible if they left CCCP territory? Well, Bella was considering that anyway, though she was pretty sure Vicky would follow her lead. Wouldn't it be safer? Wouldn't they be able to do more with CCCP? She wasn't going to ask Xavier. Much as she liked Nat, the commissar was very much inclined to requisition every resource that came within grabbing distance, and the two of them were definitely resources. No. No, she had someone else in mind. She lurked around the recreation room until that someone else put in an appearance after his shift. By way of a bribe, she had a six of Guinness. Hey, tall, dark, and waterproof, she said, swinging the six-pack suggestively. Got a minute or three? John looked over to her instantly, already grinning. someone been telling you stories about me, Bells? Ah, oh, come on, who doesn't like Guinness? she winked. I'll have some of the dark stuff. Pull up a milk crate, comrade. I wouldn't trust that couch. Already eaten about three remotes. Might graduate to uh, blueberries or something. Bella laughed and handed him the six. There were a lot of mismatched cushions from deceased couches and chairs stacked in a corner. She grabbed one and sat on the floor. John pulled up one of the aforementioned milk crates, gingerly sitting down on it while he cracked open the first beer. He got the look of someone with a lot of things on their mind. What's up, kiddo? She took a bottle and opened it, sipping to give her a moment to phrase things. Well, we know some stuff now. Not nearly as much as we'd like, and Vicky is still working on that, but enough we have to make a decision. Vic'll probably do what I do, so it's pretty much on me. "'Stay with Echo or Defect?' "'She took another sip. "'We are pretty sure that Bird doesn't know about Overwatch "'and that so far as he is concerned, "'we are among the herd of faceless, powered individuals. "'Which means if we stayed potentially, "'potentially we could run a revolution via the Overwatch system. "'But should we? "'Because if Bird does find out about it,' He's not going to be offering severance pay, unless you're talking about heads on silver platters. John had already finished his first beer while he listened, and was starting on his second. So, what you're asking is, should you stay with Echo or defect to the CCCP, right? Weighing the risks and whatnot. That'd be a ten-four. Easy then, stay with Echo. Want to hear the not-so-easy reasons for it? She spread her hands wide. You have my undivided attention. I'm good like that. Let's look at this big picture-like. One, you're already on the books with Echo. You've got access to stuff via Echo that we don't necessarily have here at the old CCCP. Echo... Even under this dominant guy's control still has resources out the ass, and then some. John took a swig of beer. We can use that here. You two have already passed us a bunch. And Vicky can get into the inventory and make sure that anything we swipe for you never existed. Bella paused. But if we weren't still with Echo, we'd never be able to swipe it in the first place. I personally like the path of least resistance. So, point two. While y'all are with Echo, you're small fish, like you already said. You defect to the CCCP, you might just show up on radar and make our signature bigger. The way things are, with you too friendly and cooperating with us under the table, it serves everyone's interests best. You can help us, we can help you, and so long as we're careful, no one is the wiser. If things get too hot over at Echo, we can pull y'all out and go from there. But once we're out, it's not going to be easy to get us back in. She nodded and sipped. Third reason? He finished his beer. Well, third reason is I don't think you look as good as I do in this uniform. Just doesn't go with your eyes, Blue. Blue. She mimed a blow at his head. You know, somewhere out there, a village is missing its idiot. Might want to skedaddle home then, kiddo. Someone's bound to be keeping your seat warm. Another grin. He always seemed to smile so easily. About half the time, she didn't believe the smile. Maybe more than half. It was certainly charming, even disarming, but to her... There was always some pain, and it seemed forced. More like a weapon, a tool, or a defense he used so habitually, he wasn't even aware of doing so. So, what are your thoughts on, well, my thoughts? Remember, most people asking for advice are only really looking to get their own opinions confirmed. She sobered and finished her beer in one long swallow, putting the empty down beside her. Should I run a revolution? Am I totally insane? Well, I mean, yeah, look, the blood of my hippie ancestors is running around in my veins, chanting and waving signs, but... Th- th- this is Dominic frickin' third we're talking about. Super genius. You must have talked to Vic, or even just listened to her muttering to herself lately. This guy pulls off stuff most crime lords wouldn't even dare to dream about, and for him, it's... Only Tuesday. He took over Echo, for God's sakes. does he got any sort of special abilities, aside from having a big brain? Immune to damage, can phase out of reality, or fart out show-tune lyrics? He doesn't need anything but that big brain. The big brain makes him money, and the money buys him everything he could possibly need or want. Sounds like he can take a bullet just as easily as the next guy, then. Wait, Bella said. Let's go talk to Vicky. You don't have to go talk to her. She's standing behind you, said Vicky's voice from the door. A little cat told me you were having a discussion I needed to contribute to. There had better still be a beer left. She listened without comment while Bella outlined the conversation and nodded when Bella was done. Well, she'd been listening for a minute and a half before you noticed her, but damn if the little blonde ate sneaky. John held a fresh beer out to her. We'll have to start breaking into the vodka soonish. I could go for that. Even comrade's choice. Okay, Johnny. Let me tell you what I've winkled out so far, and bear in mind that Dominic frickin' Verdigris probably has a lot more layers around him than I have been able to find. Vicky looked beyond tired, like she hadn't slept in the last three days, and thinner than when he'd last seen her. So, when he's at home, which is mostly... He has a primary defense system running on an AI that's not hackable without being on the premises and within that primary perimeter. Rumor has it that he has a lot of... how to put it... demented pieces to the system. Like a shark tank. No lie. This is a system that runs traps and kill zones only, and it probably cost the GNP of a small country. He has a secondary system that runs the alarms. He has guards, perimeter guards, and bodyguards, and his personal bodyguard, who never leaves him and probably sleeps with him, is a metahuman named Kanjar who has never, not once, missed. She drank half the beer. This is what I know about, which is probably no more than half of what he actually has. Are you done, comrade? And and where's the part that I'm supposed to be impressed? John put his hands up in defense. I'm not trying to be an asshole, honestly, though it's hard for me. I'm just saying, where there's a will, there's a way. The guy has security, okay. You just listed off a lot of major stuff. The best sort of security is a sort that no one knows about till it's biting them in the ass. Sure, there's definitely more. No, likely about it. But we got a chunk of it. Here's the thing with running security on a VIP. If you're part of the hired help, you have to be right every time. All the time. The bad guys? They only have to be right once. That makes security a losing game in the long run. Eventually, the bad guys us in this instant get lucky or get it right. And We're not a bunch of preschoolers around here, if you hadn't noticed. John finished his fourth beer, reaching into a small refrigerator for a fifth. So, are we talking about killing this guy or what? Bella held up a hand. Just a second. It shocked her, and she didn't want to show it, that Murdoch was ready to go that fast that he could either justify an assassination that quickly, or just figured it was an order as long as she thought it was justified. She'd known he was hard. She just hadn't quite known how hard. Now, let me think out loud here. Now, you're saying, we, and while I am sure that Nat would be perfectly happy to put one between the man's eyes, Nat doesn't have an infinite number of people to send after him limited resources, and I think after she thought about it she'd have to say that one target is not worth what it would take. Which would pretty much leave the we being the three of us here. I'd say it depends on the target. Is this guy enough of a threat to warrant the risk? From the sound of things, he very well could be. If he screws over Echo, that's a major roadblock that has been removed for the Nazis. In the position he's in, he could screw over the CCCP. Neither of these things are things that we can abide, correct? John shrugged. I trust you, Bella. And I trust Vic. She says that he killed Tesla in a power play. That seems to make him fair game in my book. That's the thing. We don't know what he wants Echo for yet. It's not likely, but it's possible that he got a scare tossed into him by one of those thulium pop-ups. Or something else. He might be on our side. By killing the leader of the largest metahuman organization in the world, covertly. John cocked an eyebrow, taking another swig of his beer. His leader was spending most of his time hiding under his desk and the rest of his time letting petty bureaucrats boss him around and hamstring his organization to the point of casualties. Bella frowned. Case in point, the suicide of the mountain and the collateral casualties among the civilians. Well, there's lots of reasons to kill folks, and I've explored quite a few of them. Incompetence takes more than a bit to get my blood of fires up, kids. He sighed. Listen, I know y'all are playing devil's advocate here, and I get it. But honestly, y'all think this guy is working with us? I want your honest opinions on it. He is a guy that we figured might have something set up to kill all three of us. I've had my troubles with both Echo and Blacksnake, mind you. Call me biased. I think he's working his own game, Vicky piped up, clearly too tired to have energy to spare for her usual nerves. I don't think it's currently incompatible with Echo's, even though it's not going to be in Echo's best interest down the road. Look, Johnny, one of the things I try and do is get inside people's heads. And I think the reason Verd grabbed both Black Snake and Echo is to put them solidly between him and the Thulians. Because I suspect if they know about him, they'll try and put the snatch on him, and I think that he finds the idea of working for them revolting. Not because of what they are or do, but because he refuses to work for anyone but himself. He's a sociopath. No one matters to him but him. But conversely, That means the idea of anyone exerting authority over him would make him furious. Hmm, the part that grabbed me there the most was put Black Snake and Echo between himself and the Thulians. Doesn't sound like Echo and Black Snake are on the winning side of that equation. A shield is made to get chewed up in battle. Again, Bella raised her hand. I get that. She pinched the bridge of her nose just between her eyes to stave off a headache. Look, two things. One, we can't, and I mean can't, start acting like the bad guys. We do, they win because we become them. Two, this isn't answering the question I asked. You have my answer, Blues. Stay with Echo until the moment comes when you can't. You can do more good there for all of us. Plus, it'd make it easier to eliminate this guy with y'all on the inside anyways. He shrunk easily, finishing his beer. But, look, there are only four people who might run a revolt from inside. Bulwark, Ramona Ferrari, and Yankee Pride. And me, of the three. I think I'm going to be the one least watched and the one... The one with the most will to do it. Bulwark is out for now. Ramona and Pride are in shock. Once I get the ball rolling, I am pretty sure the others will follow, but am I the right person for the job? So, the matter is settled for you. Of course you're the right one for the job, kiddo. ain't necessarily about being the right one so much as it is being the one that's there and willing. Roger? John stood up, discarding his empty bottle into the trash bin with a toss. Slowly, Bella nodded. I guess. Talking about it out loud. Yeah. Kind of solidified things. And I think the way to do this with the least number of casualties is to topple him. Not kill him, just get him out. John nodded in response, placing his fists on his hips. Then it's settled. Just remember, we're at war. Folks get killed. Some cause they need to, some just cause. But no one wins a war fought on two fronts, much less three, Bella retorted. We can't fight Verd and Blacksnake and the Thulians. She turned to Vicky. Vic, first thing, we need that desk. Got me? Get in touch with Ferrari, find out where it went, because we can't let Verd get it, and we need it bad. Vicky nodded. John raised an eyebrow and let the incomprehensible comments slide by. Funny you say two fronts. Argument could be made that this guy being alive, period, might create that. Yet, John took his turn to hold up his hands. Just saying, I'm good to go for whatever. I'm just a shooter now, not a planner anymore. Okay? She frowned. No, that—that's not okay. If I'm going to be in charge, I refuse to be handicapped because someone who knows more than I do won't use his brains. Another smile. All right, but I already told you. I can be a real asshole when I try. You can be a real asshole when you don't try, Johnny, Vicky said wearily. It's part of your charm. I've got charm. Don't tell old man Bear, he'll get jealous. Bella shook her head, then reached out and mussed his hair. Moron. Look, thanks for evacuating us, for getting our backs, for helping me. No need to thank me, ma'am. I'm just doing my job. This time he really smiled, and it felt real for Bella. Seriously, though, forget it. It's what we do, isn't it? She nodded soberly. Yes, it is. She looked him in the eyes. And I think you know why. He met her gaze for a few moments, purposefully then shrugged. We've all got our reasons, kiddo. John looked around, confused. So, are we out of beer? If so, I think that's a tragedy in the making. I think I'm up to one beer run, Vicky replied. As long as you ride shotgun and do the heavy lifting. Then... I'm finally going home to my real bed. I'll go along on that, Bella replied. I'm ready to see my own bed, too. I'll even buy the beer. Well, riding shotgun means I get to bring a shotgun, right? Bella smiled. I wouldn't have it any other way.